the FBI goes totally woke. Meanwhile, the real crime is tearing this country apart. Democrat porn. I'm sure you've heard that story. We'll tell you about it if you haven't tonight. And arrest Bill Gates, would you? Just, just arrest him and throw his ass in jail. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It's Monday. We made it through the weekend. The week work week is here. Hope your Monday morning is going great. We are live on rumble.com. Thank you for joining us wherever you may be on the planet. I know most of our audience is in the good old US of A because that's what this show is all about. But we do have people who watch us and listen to our podcast. This audio part of this show, by the way, is a podcast. If you want to follow us, we're on Spotify, Apple iTunes, all the podcast channels, wherever, whatever platform you're on, check it out. Even uh, Geo7 in India. We get quite a few uh, listeners over there of the podcast in India. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. And uh, be sure and follow us here on Rumble, that green button down there. You can sign up for a free Rumble account, and then you can follow the show. You can jump into our live chat. We're always monitoring the live chat. We'll, uh, we'll comment, if appropriate, on things you post in there. You want to promote something? I don't care. As long as it's legal, go ahead. Promote yourself in there in the live chat if you want. Don't mind. That's what we're here for. We're here for you. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. All right. We got so much going on tonight. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, yeah, it was another head shaker day. The post-millennial put this story together. And somehow it's just completely not surprising. It, it does not surprise me in the least. We have fentanyl pouring across the border. We have terrorists pouring across the border. We have all kinds of real crime going on, mostly in Democrat-led cities. And yet, what is the FBI putting all their efforts into? FBI is now forcing all employees to use the LGBTQIA+. Takes my breath away just saying it. After a directive from the Bureau Equity Diversity Advisory Committee. Yeah. They have officially adopted the... I'm not going to keep repeating this ridiculous acronym word, whatever it is. <laughs> There's the moron now. The FBI agent turned whistleblower, Kyle Serafin, shared an email sent to all FBI employees that instructs them to change the way they reference lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered persons and people who identify with any one of the other 48,337,000 genders that are out there. Important enough of an issue, the FBI felt it actually had to send out a directive. They have officially adopted the, one more time, LGBTQIA plus acronym in place of the LGBTQ plus acronym. 
It's stupid just saying it. The change was proposed by the Bureau's Equity, Equality, one of the nine diversity advisory committees approved by FBI management to help promote a more welcoming workplace. Oh, they actually tried to explain what the LGBTQNMOPQ who gives a crap plus means. This is a quote from their directive. It stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer slash questioning, intersex, asexual, aromantic plus. What the hell is aromantic? Does it smell? The plus represents other genders. Look, folks, why don't we just call it the ABCDEFGHIJKLMNOPQRSTUVWXYZ? Would that cover everything? Oh, oh, plus. Yeah. The new guidance is effective immediately. The new lengthier acronym describing all that crap will be used for all internal events, observances, and communications. And they go on to say, this will be used in all U.S. intelligent community products, all external communications, social media posts, public reports, public announcements. This is what the FBI is doing with your taxpayer dollars while gobs of fentanyl, gobs of terrorists, people who mean harm to this country pour across the border and just get ready to go when the signal's given. At the Bureau, we're committed to nurturing the next generation and providing an experience for their careers to expand on. Set yourself apart. Learn more today at the link in our bio. They speak with favor on having increased women and minority representation, as well as the increase in the number of female intelligence analysts. So there you go. There's your tax money hard at work. There's what the FBI has prioritized instead of doing their job, basically. I told you it's a head shaker. <sighs> More from the post-millennial. I know you saw this story. I'm absolutely sure you saw this story, but... Just on the off chance you didn't, why not share it to just pour a little more salt in the wound? Fired Democrat Senate staffer who made a sex tape in an iconic Senate room has a long history of making porn. Aiden Mace Zorowski 
revealed to be the staffer for Democrat Maryland Senator Ben Cardin, who made a sex tape in the judiciary room in the Capitol. I'm not going to play it. The tape is out there. It's all over X. If you want to watch it, knock yourself out. I would not strongly, I would advise you not to watch it. He denies any wrongdoing in a statement, but recently deleted all of his social media posts. Shows he has a history of making very graphic sexual content. And look, there he is with the rotting bag of flesh in the White House. That would be Joe Biden. The man who posted content on social media engaging in various sex acts has a history of this kind of behavior. On Friday night, the Daily Caller published a report along with graphic censored video of a congressional staffer having anal sex with a man in the judicial room of the Hart Senate office building. The report did not disclose the name of the staffer. Reporting on the existence of the content was first reported by Spectator. Went viral on social media. Spectator editor Amber Duke, conservative journalist Greg Price, identified the man as Aiden Mace Chorupski, a legislative aide. The UC Berkeley alumnus been featured in official promotional material for President Biden. By the following day, Senator Cardin's office released a statement, no surprise, saying he's no longer employed by the Senate. There you go. Very nice. In this very room where this tape was made, Sonia Sotomayor had her confirmation hearings. James Comey testified on Russian interference in the 2016 elections. And the last one I'll let you read for yourself. This is, oh, there he is. Very nice. There is video footage with facial recognition of every single person, man, woman, and child, on January 6th. But nobody noticed this guy making a sex tape in the Senate chamber? Come on. We live in bizarro world, folks. We absolutely live in bizarro world. How do I also know that? Because Bill Gates is still wandering around and hasn't been arrested yet, even though he should. The People's Freedom Movement. This is from Wall Street Apes over on X. Moved from Jackpool Plaza to the front doors of the Vancouver Convention Center and chanted, Arrest Bill Gates. Yes! Arrest Bill Gates! Arrest Bill Gates! 
that goes on like that for a minute. I, I'm not going to bore you with it, but there you go. Uh, uh, uh. Bill Gates responsible for 88% of the total philanthropic funding for the World Health Organization. 88% World Health Organization. He is also the largest owner of U.S. farmland. We need more of this. We need more of these kind of protests. Wherever that man shows up, you need to be there and make your voice heard in a nonviolent way. But more of this needs to happen. We need to show these people we mean business. We are not going to let you control your, our lives. We are not going to let you feed us your crap, fake, vaccine-infested meat products your fruits and vegetables coated with an unwashable God knows what the hell you've put on it. You are not a doctor. You are not an elected official. And Lord knows you're not God, even though I'm sure you'd like to think so. Crimes against humanity, this man is guilty of all of it. And this man ought to be taken out of whatever power he seems to have. God knows why. Nobody elected him to do anything. Arrest Bill Gates. That is exactly right. Show up. Find out where he's going to be and you be there. And you yell loud. And you get your friends to come with you. It's only going to get worse. And it just so happens I have a story about it getting worse. This is from Reclaim the Net. The link is in our show notes if you want to read the whole thing. Thomas Massey, a representative in Congress, he's on our side, and he has been rallying against this little item. We talked about this over a year ago when they were thinking about doing it. What is it? Don't bury the lead. A kill switch in your car. Yep. Rep Massey rallies against privacy invasion vehicle kill switch mandate. Mandate. Massey, one of the most vocal against this invasive initiative. Congressional review Wednesday of last week. Transportation official fervently scrutinized over the uh, imposition of a federal kill switch guideline for cars, a prerequisite for auto producers to incorporate a kill switch. Now, here's how they're selling you the idea. Remember, it, it never is what it starts out to be. It's for the common good. It's for, it's for your grandma. It's for your family. It's for your children. It's for the common good, the greater good. The way they're selling this bullshit legislation to you is that it will be used so that 
if you are inebriated and try and drive your car, they can shut it off or not let you start it. They call it a solution to intoxicating driving. This whole thing was signed off by Biden back in 2021. Despite an effort by Massey to halt the guideline, the amendment was defeated in the House of Reps November 7th, 229 against, 201 in favor. This kill switch is expected to monitor driver activity and terminate vehicular operation on detecting impairment. And it needs to be, it's required now to be in all new vehicles by 2026. Oh, it's for the, it's for the common good. It's for drunk drivers. For now. Until they decide your, what, social credit score isn't good enough, or you made a post on X or wherever that they didn't like the content of, you go out and get in your car and start heading to work or heading to do some shopping, going to the mall, and all of a sudden, boom, you're done. Because the government didn't like what you said. So they're shutting you. If they can't lock you down, they're going to prevent you from leaving one way or the other. Huh. Prevent you from spending any money with the digital currency. And, you know, I say that I cover stuff from Europe, places in Southeast Asia, because it won't be long before... All that fun comes knocking on our doors here in the U.S. It's happening. You know, fingerprint ID, thumbprint, uh, palm print, people getting chips embedded into their hand, just wave your hand. Optical scanning, eyeball scanning, that's the latest thing. And you'd be surprised where it's starting to show up. Take a look at this. Links in our, our show notes. Eyeball scanning digital ID company, WorldCoin, has been integrated with Reddit, Telegram, and more. Oh, yes. The eyeball scanning protocol founded by Sam Altman cracking open a wider integration network by adding support for platforms such as Minecraft, Reddit, Telegram, Shopify, Mercado Libre, all to its World ID offering. Comes in the back of cohesive upgrades. It's already sealed with Discord. Discord! Talent Protocol and Octa's Auto. Digital ID systems like this one from WorldCoin raise some huge privacy issues. 
because of biometric data. You want your biometric data to be uploaded to Shopify or Telegram? Consider a scenario. Think about this. Your digital identity becomes inaccessible. Perhaps you have uh, some regulatory action, technical issue. In conventional financial systems, including traditional cash, most cryptocurrencies, you can simply create a new wallet and start over. With this system, you remember Minority Report? You want some new eyes? Folks, that ain't happening. If you get locked out for whatever reason, your eyes are your eyes. Obtaining a new iris scan, not a feasible option. There you go. Look at that. This was unleashed on us about four months ago. Recently revved up its protocol to reach World ID 2.0. Listen to this. Listen to how dystopian this sounds. The company underlines that its upgrade simplifies the task of distinguishing between bots and verified humans in the digital world. How nice to know you're a verified human. Oh, man. <laughs> Put on your mask. It's okay. We can scan your eyes with your mask on. Right? Put your face diaper back on. You know, they're trying to start to scare you again with this COVID crap. They're doing it again. A lot of us are a lot smarter. It ain't going to work this time. We will not comply. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. F off. It might not matter because of this story. It's from the Epic Times. And this folk should scare the living hell. The Chinese have developed a COVID-19 vaccine in powder form, an inhalable dry powder. <sighs> Blow it up into the air, you breathe it in, you're vaccinated. Single dose product that can penetrate deeper and wider into the respiratory system. Are you kidding me? Scientists from China made an aerosol-based inhalable vaccine which they claim provides effective protection against infection based on animal trials. Nature Journal, December 13th. 
just a few days ago, published this study. Researchers testing an inhalable single-dose dry powder aerosol SARS-CoV-2 vaccine they developed uses nanoparticles and contains SARS-CoV-2 antigens, substances that trigger the immune system to generate antibodies against it. The idea behind this is to mass inoculate large groups of people all at the same time. So I'll tell you what, let's set up a big one somewhere, maybe Germany. I have an idea. How about how about we go to Auschwitz, Germany? And we get everybody into this big room in this building. And we just don't what? Not a good idea. Remind you of anything? The link to that story is in our show notes. I strongly encourage you to read the whole thing. You may not have a choice. You're out shopping at your local supermarket. Suddenly the air con, you know, just sprinkle a little in the air con. Take a nice deep breath. Boop. You're done. Tested on animals. Give me a break. Unbelievable. I got one or two more here, and then we're going to get on with our book. However, we want to tell you about one of our great sponsors here. And one of our great sponsors we are so proud to have as part of this show is Blackout Coffee. Be awake, not woke. Get some coffee with some values. Absolutely. Folks, if you're tired of that same old liberal brown water crap coffee you've been buying, give it up. Go with Blackout Coffee. We love Blackout Coffee here. I personally recommend it. I drink four, five, six, seven cups a day. I have it right here with me now on the show. I always have some. And it is amazing. The difference is these beans are fresh roasted and shipped right to your door. It makes the night and day difference in the, this crappy boy on the shelves. You don't know when it was roasted, how long it's been sitting there. You taste the difference always strong, full-flavored, never bitter. Blackout Coffee is a 100% American company. They work with local co-ops, American farmers to grow the best beans, and then they have a small batch roasting process only when you order. Only then they will roast your beans within 24 to 48 hours. Ship them out to you, in a few days you get, bam, fresh roasted coffee beans, and believe me, the difference is night and day. This company cares about two things, making great coffee, which they do spectacularly, and our American values, family, truth, honesty, integrity. They help support our troops. You can help support our troops too by going over to their website. The link is in our show notes. And don't forget, once you've placed your order, use our promo code J20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. First order, first time buyer, please do check them out. Just buy a single bag and try them. You'll be back because it's just that good. And use that promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout for 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. All right. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being part of the show. We are very, very, very proud. 
to have you as a part of this program. All right. I got one more, and we always end with a good news story. And man, is this a good news story from Proud Army Brat over on X. Well, let me give you his handle in case you want to give him a follow. Proud Army Brat is the name. It's at Leslie Bless, L-E-S-L-I Bless, B-L-E-S-S. Great follow over there. Okay, enough. Don't bury the headline. Igor is going home. Yes, after a massive, yes, after a massive public outcry, the city council in an emergency meeting has changed their resolution regarding the SHPD's canines. And just now, the mayor of Shaker Heights has approved it. Officer Hagen will be able to pick up Igor from the kennel where he's been for the last 17 days. There he is. We made a difference. People made calls, sent emails, got in touch, and let these politicians know how we felt. And it made a difference. We told you this story about how the city was taking away this uh, police officer's companion and because the officer was retiring and moving to another city or something. That is not the way it's usually done. For some reason, the city decided to play bullshit with this guy and take this canine away from him, Igor. Well, we let it be known we weren't having it. Thank you for all those of you who took the time. It made a difference. And K-9 Igor is going home. Wow. That's some good news. We all could use a little good news on a Monday, especially after all the crap we started this show with. <laughs> Incredible. All right, let me just get another sip of blackout coffee. Hold on. Mmm. Oh. I'm serious. Try Blackout Coffee. You will love it. I, we read books on our show. We've been doing it from the beginning. What, three, four years ago we started this program? We're at episode 515, I think, uh, tonight, today. And, uh, yeah, we've been reading books. We've done The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, White Fang. We did... Uh, Animal Farm in 1984, not really children's books, but we kind of took a break from our children's classic literature. And now, man, are we back to it, because we're reading Treasure Island. By the way, in our show notes again tonight, I put a link at the bottom of all of our topics to this great documentary. Uh, I encourage you to check that out. I don't like giving YouTube any hits, because, you know, ScrewTube is just the epitome of censorship but it was a good documentary and it happens to be posted on youtube it's all about robert louis stevenson the author of treasure island that was first published back in 1882 and it really is some incredible insight into the origins of this book you won't believe that some of this may be true yeah so without further ado 
And let's go over here and over there and pop this up. Where are we? Where are you? There we go. All right. They're going to give the men shore leave. They know there's a mutiny being uh, planned, and they've got to plan themselves. So let's see what happens. The captain was too bright to be in the way. He whipped out of sight in a moment, leaving Silver to arrange the party. And I fancy it was well that he did so. He'd been on deck. He could no longer so much as have pretended not to understand the situation. It was as plain as day. Silver was the captain, and a mighty rebellious crew he had of it. The honest hands, and I was soon to see it proved that they were such on board, must have been very stupid fellows. Or rather, I suppose the truth was this, that all hands were disaffected by the example of the ringleaders, only some more, some less, and a few, being good fellows in their main, could neither be led nor driven any further. It is one thing to be idle and sulk, quite another to take a ship, murder a number of innocent men. At last, however, the party was made up. Six fellows were to stay on board, and the remaining thirteen, including Silver, began to embark. Then it was that there came into my head the first of the mad notions that contributed so much to save our lives. If six men were left by Silver, it was plain our party could not take and fight the ship. And since only six were left, it was equally plain that the cabin party had no present need of my assistance. It occurred to me at once to go ashore. In a jiffy, I'd slipped over the side, curled up in the fore sheets of the nearest boat, and at almost the same moment, she shoved off. No one took notice of me, only the bow oar saying, Is that you, Jim? Keep your head down. But Silver from the other boat looked sharply over and called out to know if it were me. And from that moment, I began to regret what I'd done. The crew raced for the beach, but the boat I was in, having some start and being at once the lighter and better manned, shot far ahead of her consort, and the bow had struck among the shoreside trees. I'd caught a branch and swung myself out, plunged into the nearest thicket, while Silver and the rest were still a hundred yards behind. Jim! Jim! I heard him shouting. But you may suppose I paid no heed. Jumping, ducking, breaking through, I ran straight before my nose till I could run no longer. Chapter 14 the first blow. I was so pleased at having given the slip to Long John Silver that I began to enjoy myself, began to look around with some interest on the strange land that I was in. I'd crossed a marshy track full of willows, bulrushes, odd outlandish swampy trees, and had now come upon the skirts of an open piece of undulating sandy country, about a mile long dotted with a few pines and a great number of contorted trees. Well, not unlike the oak in growth, but pale in the footage, like willows, 
On the far side of the open stood one of the hills, with two quaint craggy peaks shining vividly in the sun. I now felt for the first time the joy of exploration. The isle was uninhabited. My shipmates I'd left behind. Nothing lived in front of me but dumb brutes and fowls. I turned hither and thither among the trees. Here and there were flowering plants unknown to me. Here and there I saw snakes. One raised his head from a ledge of rock and hissed at me with a noise not unlike the spinning of a top. Little did I suppose that he was a deadly enemy and that the noise was a famous rattle. And then I came along to a thicket of these oak trees, live or evergreen oaks. I heard afterwards they should be called, which grew low along the sand like brambles, the boughs curiously twisted, the foliage compact like thatch. The thicket stretched down from the top of one of the sandy knolls, spreading, growing taller as it went, until it reached the margin of the broad reed fen, through which the nearest of the little rivers soaked its way into the anchorage. The marsh was steaming in the strong sun, and the outline of the spyglass trembled through the haze. All at once, there began to go a sort of bustle among the bulrushes. A wild duck flew up with a quack. Another followed, and soon over the whole surface of the marsh, a great cloud of birds hung screaming and circling in the air. I judged at once that some of my shipmates must be drawing near along the border of the fen. Nor was I deceived, for soon I heard the faint distant and low tones of human voices, which, as I continued to give ear, grew steadily louder and nearer. This put me in great fear. I crawled under the cover of the nearest live oak, squatted there, hearkening, silent as a mouse. Another voice answered, then the first voice, which I now recognized to be Silver's, once more took up the story, ran on for a long while in a stream, and only now and again interrupted by the other. By the sound of they by the sound they must have been talking earnestly, almost fiercely, but no distinct word came to my hearing. At last the speakers seemed to have paused, perhaps to have sat down, for not only did they cease to draw any nearer, but the birds themselves began to grow more quiet, settle again to their places in the swamp. And now I began to feel that I was neglecting my business, that since I had been so foolhardy as to come ashore with these desperados, the least I could do was to overhear them at their councils, and that my plan and obvious duty was to draw as close as I could manage under the favorable ambush of the crouching trees. I could tell the direction of the speakers pretty exactly, not only by the sound of their voices, but by the behavior of a few birds that still hung in alarm above the heads of the intruders. 
Crawling on all fours, I made steadily but slowly towards them, till at last, raising my head to an aperture among the leaves, I could see clear down into a little green dell beside the marsh, closely set about with trees, where Long John Silver and another of the crew stood face to face in conversation. The sun beat upon them. Silver had thrown his hat beside him on the ground, and his great smooth blonde face, all shining with heat, was lifted to the other man's in a kind of appeal. Mate, he was saying, it's because I thinks gold dust to you. Gold dust, and you may lay to that. If I hadn't took to you like pitch, you think I'd be here a warning of you? All's up. You can make nor mend. It's to save your neck that I'm speaking. And if one of the wildins knew it, where'd I be? Now tell me, Tom, where'd I be? Silver, said the other man. And I observed he was not only red in the face, but spoke as hoarse as a crow. His voice shook, too, like a taut rope. Silver, said he, you're old, you're honest, or has a name for it. You've money, too, which uh, lots of poor sailors hasn't. And you're brave, or, or I'm mistook. Ah, will you tell me you'll let yourself be led away with that kind of a mess of swabs? Not you. Sure as God sees me, I'd sooner lose my hand if I turn against my duty. And then all of a sudden, he was interrupted by a noise. I'd found one of the honest hands. Well, here, at that same moment, came news of another. Far away, out in the marsh, there arose, all of a sudden, a sound like the cry of anger and then another on the back of it, and then one horrid, long-drawn scream. The rocks of the spyglass re-echoed a score of times. A whole troop of marsh birds rose again, darkening the heavens with a simultaneous whirr, and long after that death yell was still ringing in my brain, Silence began to re-establish its empire. Only the rustle of the red-sending birds and the boom of the distant surges disturbed the languor of the afternoon. As a good place to stop for today. And we will continue with Treasure Island and we'll have that for you on tomorrow's show for a Tuesday. All right, folks, thanks so much for popping by. Be sure and check out our great sponsors. Pick up some great deals for the holidays. Don't forget Blackout Coffee, American company, makes a damn good cup of coffee and 20% off your first order with that promo code J20. I will see you all again. Oh, let's make it tomorrow. Thanks for watching, folks. See you tomorrow.
Snort. <laughs>